0: set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than these knuckleheads? No, Who let them have a podcast anyway? With your
1: mama's permission, this, this is the Battles Podcast. Battle.
2: What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Yeah, what up, Ray? Chris, how's it going on over
3: there? Oh, chilling, man. Chilling you guys like are a like
2: a fan Manor's back. Mainer's back. Mainer's back. Mainer's back. Well, Manor. thank God you finally showed up after your two week hiatus. Yeah, slacker. Good. You know what? Good thing you don't get paid vacation. <laughs> You don't know you, you don't get paid. We here get no yet.
1: benefits here at the Battle Podcast. <laughs> this
2: is right after I gave this guy a raise. Uh, I doubled his income, too. I did, too. I doubled what we well, were Well, I was yet. using the corporate card while I was out <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that EBT card ain't getting you far. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> it's only good for milk and eggs. is yeah, not Something like that. Uh, get sometimes their
2: you get stamps steak. going there, guy. Sometimes you can get steak. You, you guys laugh work. at that shit, but I grew up on it. Man. Oh, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've steps, had,
1: when Aubrey and I were, you know, just us. Yeah, we had we depended on EBT. Yeah, you bet. Is t- there. It's good for a hand up, not a
2: handout, brother. No hand up, no handout. Word. You know, that's back in the day when you were just trying to make it, brother.
1: That's it. Do everything you could. Happy to have that milk and eggs. Hell yeah, cheese.
2: Even if it was powdered and it said milk written in black in a white box. Oh,
1: that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ooh, I hated that stuff. Well, ooh, I hated powdered milk.
3: Oh, spool of cheese. Oh, powdered milk.
2: Oh, That old, that wow. got government, government cheese made one hell of a grilled cheese sandwich. You ain't lying. Oh. You notice I said sandwich and not sandwich. Sandwich. Oh, that's sandwich. A, that's a sandwich. Pick that up. Pick
3: that up. You know, speaking of which, we kind of touched on it last week. I want to talk about consumerism. Ooh. What do you guys think?
2: I think that's a great topic. I think
3: it's a great topic. Yeah. I, th- I think that'll be a good one. First of all, what is consumerism? Because... We're heading down that road. Heading? I
2: think we far we I think, we
1: right, I think we're there, brother. Yeah. yeah. Very well I mean, said.
2: this is funny because you think about it from the standpoint of we were just joking around about WIC and food stamps and getting government assistance and all that. Back when I was coming up, I mean, my mother was scratching tooth and nail just to feed us.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, now today, poor is, you know, a lot different than poor back then. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Because Because of consumerism, it's yeah. changed the dynamics of what actually True. is the difference between need. Which is necessity and want. Yeah, because like
3: nowadays there's government funded cell phones, government funded computers, internet. There there's many, many things that they've added to the so called need list. Housing. I mean Well, housing's a need. How, I, I mean, you
2: know, I mean they even got that EBT card. You know, back yeah. in the day yeah. when I was hey, when I was coming up, stamps. we had the book. Yeah. The books. We had to we had the food stamp when it, that's what a food stamp you had to rip it out the book. Right. Yep. And you can exactly. only buy food with it.
3: Right. So we're not talking about needs. No. We're talking about what has become. So it, the definition for consumerism, just so people get, a, get an idea of what we're talking about. So consumerism, the theory that increasing consumption of goods is economically desirable. I think the big word there is desirable. Desirable. Mm-hmm. Bingo. We've, it, we've replaced necessity
2: with desire.
3: It also means the preoccupation with and an inclination toward... The buying of consumer goods, so not the needs, just the simple buying. The wants gotta have, you know, want to have,
1: want to have. Why do we feel the need to buy things? (sighs) Yeah, I think it's
2: because in our culture, quite honestly, Fritzy, that we've created this dynamic of you need to reward yourself.
0: Yep, you know the hard work you've done. You need to go and you you deserve this. Well,
3: you'll notice that all of the commercials that you see nowadays, you deserve this. Yeah, and it's like contentment
1: that. is a crime.
2: Yeah. Right, exactly.
3: Well, they
1: they
2: they they've confused contentment with complacency. Oh. That's the problem. It's uh, truth if right you're there. It's truth you're right complacent. there. That's not true. Being content is being grateful for what you have.
3: Yeah, I got it. You know, I used to struggle with that, the difference between contentment and complacent, and I got words from a from a wise man one time and he said being content is knowing that where you're at if nothing ever changed and nothing ever got better. Or got worse, you're okay with where you're at. It doesn't mean you're not going to strive and try to improve yourself. But during those trials, if nothing ever got better, you are content with where you are currently. So that's the difference between contentment and complacency. Complacency is more like Well, nothing's ever going to change. Nothing's going to happen. Doesn't matter what I do. Well, well they twisted
2: it, which is what our, what our, you know, the narrative in this country is all about is twisting shit anyway. I mean, being content now is like saying you're lazy.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say.
2: Yeah. It's like saying that you're lazy and you don't want to do better and, and be better and want more. And it's, it's the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, the reality of it is, is to be content is just be grateful for what you have. Right. You know, in spite of whatever, like you said, Ray, whatever situation that you're in. I mean, am I grateful in the little that I, ha- that I have? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how are you ever going to appreciate the increase if you don't imp- don't ever, it, ever appreciate where you're at?
0: Right. And so one of the things that you could actually say is that sometimes people don't have the money and they're like, you know what? Screw it. I'll use credit card. I just, you know, it's I'll pay it back later. Well, that's
3: because consumerism yeah, is pushed exactly. so hard. Yep. Yep, you I know, want and, it, I deserve it. We we touched on lazy a little bit. What was that question you asked earlier, Fritz? You asked a question. I was I'm trying to remember exactly what that was. Why do we feel the need to have to buy things? Now, I I've, I've got my own theory on that too. And my theory is that, you know, human nature, everybody wants to a sense of accomplishment. Like like they've done something, like they've completed something. Well, nowadays, they basically tell you, you go out and buy something you get that feeling that you you've done something that you've completed something. You you go out and buy a new car. You feel like oh I've just acquired a new car. Well, no, you just acquired a shit ton of debt.
2: Or, is what or, you or, did. You, know, you tell your lover by buying her a diamond.
1: Well, Johnny said yeah, something because, last because podcast that was so true. You know, it's not um it, the the whole narrative has changed. It's not you know do you have a house? It's how big a house.
3: Oh yeah. It's what, not
1: do you have a car? Yep. It's what kind of car? Yeah.
3: It's good for. It. Exactly, and but, that's what and we're and heading.
2: You, you touched on something, Ray, and I think that Mike's got a, a stat on this. We, I was asking him about this because you know I actually wanted to put him to work for once because I want him. I don't want him getting, <laughs> days, want him getting uh, complacent rather than being content. Uh, uh, <laughs> commercials. He's I mean, I think that that's kind of where this thing started in America's with mm-hmm. the
0: birth of the commercial, and you, yeah, it was what, 1941 during a baseball game. That's wow. the earliest commercial that came out, and it was for a watch. Oh uh,
1: wow! What a
2: good stat. Well, you think about this, too. I mean, you guys remember the movie The Christmas Story, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And I always chuckle this. He's waiting on this secret Dakota pin. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's such a good one. From Little Orphan for Nanny. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's sitting there by the radio. He's got this secret Dakota pin. He could waits for it every day. He's checking the mail. He's checking the mail. He's checking the mail, right? You remember them days, right? Oh, yeah. Finally he gets his Dakota pin. He's up there. He's trying to go through it, figure out what's going on. And it said, be sure to drink your Oval tea. <laughs> <laughs> he said, son of a. Bitch, this is a commercial <laughs> an you know, advertisement, right? And, right? and that's where it starts. and yeah. I believe, has started in this country yep. is the subliminal messages that have been planted through commercials and advertisements. Oh, and yeah. It started on the radio, and it actually really blew up on the television.
1: Yeah, yeah and I can remember when MTV came out, and yeah. I, I had mentioned that uh, prior to the show, and I can remember as, as, as a young man watching those, advertisements on MTV, you know? And if it mm-hmm. was on MTV, it was worth taking a look at, you know? Well, going This is
2: going to date us and you're
1: a little older than I am, Fritz. We won't get into all that. But you remember
2: the old Sears catalog? Oh, yeah. I right? remember that. The old Sears catalog. You could right? buy mm-hmm. a
1: car in the Sears right. catalog when I, you know, back yeah. when I was growing
2: I up. I can remember when I was a kid, my mother would get the Sears catalog and we just look through it and, you, for instance, just the toy section. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'd be in there looking at all these toys. And it the was Sears four catalog. inches thick. Uh-huh. You know I mean? And you just, you know, enamored by this, this, this Bible of consumerism. You know what I Yeah. Mean? yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> I mean, I could get this and that and this and that because we couldn't afford shit anyway. <laughs> but, I
0: mean, right. It was great to dream about it. Right. Bible of consumerism. That's a good term. Yeah. I didn't think of that.
1: Wow. Is did you mean? have a family member that did S&H green stamps? Do you remember those? You guys old enough to remember those? I, I've heard of green yeah, I heard stamps, of them, but I'm, I don't believe i read it. It was like the latter day Starbucks, man. You got the green stamps for spending X amount of money and you, you, you actually pasted them in a book and oh. when you got a book full of them, that was worth money.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you this could one? buy stuff. I remember the penny
2: CDs. But... How about
1: this one here? Finger hut. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. They're, they're still.
2: That, that was the first like credit card type deal thing.
1: Oh, yeah, especially you if you have bad credit. credit. Yeah, and you, yeah. That's where you, that's where you, well, finger hut built up
3: to your consumer's status now.
2: I mean, it actually started too, if you think about it, with the old layaway.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, you go in there
2: and you buy, I mean, I'm maybe, you know, maybe some people listen that's to That's how I buy things. I mean, that's how, that's how I got to
1: keep up was, with Ray. You
2: know, when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, that's what my, my mother had to do. It. She had to put stuff on layaway. And I'm going to tell you something, she didn't always get it off on layaway either. But, <laughs> right. But the intent was there and it was because, you know, it was a time when people didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of resources and they would go in and pay a certain amount like they oh, pay yeah. for it till, you know, Christmas game or whatever. And mm-hmm. Sometimes it never came through, but you know, these are certain things where it's just examples of how you want to get this stuff and you're willing to put it on layaway, put it on credit or whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. you get enamored by the commercial, the advertisement, the magazine,
3: yeah. You know, we, we kind of touched on catalog. Yeah. When we went back to the, uh, the kids, basically, like you were talking about the catalog and all that is that I think as a, you know, as a whole, we've been programmed to consumerism. Oh, definitely. And the earlier, the better, the younger, the better. Yep.
1: You know, you get your kids, daddy, I want a PS5. Daddy, I want a PS5. We even got these kids are, they're, they're
0: you have them on YouTube now
1: too. They're not even teens and they've got cell phones.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, it's a, it's a bad situation when your kids will look at you and say, Hey dad, can I get this? And you say, well, I don't have any money. And they said, but you got your card.
3: Uh-huh. Yep.
2: They learned at a very young age, a very young age about consumerism, yeah. you know, get it now, pay later mentality.
0: That actually came. I remember hearing a, something about that with the easy bake oven. It actually started to get bigger as it got older, as it got more current. They started to add, like, oh, okay, you want a credit card? Here's a credit card. So you got. And mm-hmm. I think it was Dave Ramsey who brought that up once about like how that actually happened. Oh, yeah. Credit cards were actually part of the toys. Yeah,
3: yeah, part of the games and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, it it it's in it's insane. So you're basically being indoctrinated, you know, from the time you're a little
2: kid. Well, yeah, you get it now, pay later.
3: Yeah, yep. which which isn't a good thing. And you know, my biggest fear is what happens when you stop producing. And only consume. Well, what
2: happens is what you see is going on in this country right now with fuel.
0: Debt. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you stop producing fuel and now you depend on other people to give it to you. Right. And you may not necessarily agree with the people that are selling it. So then you're going to say, well, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to buy from anymore. Right? So then who do you buy it from? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a slippery slope when you become uh, dependent rather than independent on anything.
3: And yeah. Americans...
2: I hate to say it, and it may piss some people off listening to the show, but you know what? The truth is the truth. We are far too dependent on China. We're far too dependent on everybody except I mean, ourselves. Everybody except of, like, everything you touch and you pick up, made in China, made in China, made in China. And then what happens is if it's made in the USA, it's, it, it costs you more, so you go with what's cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. Because you want you know it, you want to pay less, get it from China.
1: You got to keep them dollar stores in business.
3: Well, and and that's kind of, one of kind of one thing I wanted to touch on, is that we're not just talking about individual consumerism. I'm talking as an entire nation. Yep. You know, when when we get bigger and deeper into this, how many cars are actually made in the United States? We've got American car companies making cars in Mexico, you know, because cheaper labor. It's cheaper
1: labor. Well, just take a look at the chip shortage right now. Well, yeah. You know, we don't manufacture our own chips.
3: Mm-hmm. It, and that's exactly what we're getting at. So when we stop producing as a nation and and we can Look at this all the way down into individualisms, too. You know, you stop changing your own oil. You stop changing your, you know, replacing your tire, putting a spare on. You stop fixing your own drywall because you punched a hole in it. That's when things start getting bad because Mm -hmm. then you start going into debt for crap. Yep. And you go into debt.
2: Well, the reality of it, though, Ray, is Americans don't give a shit. They and don't that, care. That's yeah. the problem. It's about convenience. Yeah, I got some stats for that one. That what's what, here? What do you got? Holy, well, hold on, hold up. hold on. I got more than one. Questions. Hang on, we nice got, got some stats where's today. Where's the intro? Got I got intro? more than one. Well, where's my
0: stat intro? On. Where's it? <laughs> oh, the, the, oh no, we're putting <laughs> on the spot Oh, There it is. Yes! Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, is the Mainer coming to you live with some stats on the Battle Podcast?
0: Woohoo! Oh, wait, my phone just died. No, my, just, just kidding. just kidding. It's close, though. How about you consume yourself a battery? I'm trying Whoa. to. No, the average American is $90,000 in debt. And that's average. So that 90. includes any loan you have. And that does, that does include mortgages, though. So I can understand that in student loans. But that's so, still
3: crazy. If that in includes mortgages, yeah, I got to call bullshit.
0: No, it's just...
3: I it. mean, because yeah. think of the
0: price of the houses. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying, some people have. Paw- I mean, that I was confusing to me too when I saw this. But it said 2021 CS NB CNBC report, but it's NBC, so it's probably false news. But <laughs> fake, fake, fake news. news, fake news.
3: But I mean, but I mean, seriously, if you're considering a mortgage, the average house, the the yeah. entry level house, is now like three hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yep. And I know people aren't putting
2: no two hundred fifty thousand dollars down. down on it. Now yeah, And that, you guys, that's a great thing to get into. But let's hold up for one second so we can go to a word from our
1: producer you're listening to the battle podcast a gsr podcast production what up men this is fritz producer of the battle podcast we want to thank you for listening today as we know your time is valuable if you're finding this content helpful and useful in your life well maybe consider supporting us as a business sponsor or a personal gift you know a little goes a long way in helping us continue encouraging other men we now have a paypal account which is quick easy and very secure just type in your browser paypal.me forward slash the battle podcast that's paypal.me slash the battle podcast or snail mail us a check we don't care we just appreciate each and every one of you and as always don't hesitate to contact us at the battle podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be a guest or you have a show suggestion that's the battle podcast at gmail.com okay enough of this let's get back to it
2: all right so getting back to what we were just saying you guys are right i mean Ray, I think that you're, I think that that static is got to be kind of skewed because you're right. The most, but then again, that's current. So
0: how mm. far back is that?
3: All right. From? Well, it's 2021. All right. 2021. So that's current. So let's, let's look at this too. The average price of a car nowadays is like 40 grand. Yeah. Not like that. You know, and, and people aren't putting 20, $30,000. I mean, they're, the average loan now is seven years for a car.
0: Yes. You yeah. know? So I think that I, yeah. I, I I questioned it too. I'm wondering did they forget a decimal? Like, I'm, yeah, that's. been I I mean, a comma because yeah, it says personal loans, mortgages, and student debt. So I questioned it and I looked at it, and that's what CNBC said. So I wonder if it's because there's a lot of millionaires out there that don't have any debt. I wouldn't say a lot, but there's, uh, there's millionaires. Out there, but that's one percent. I'm sure that would
2: skew the number.
3: Well, you you had another stat on there yeah. about the average credit card uh, debt to income. No, just the average credit card balance, Oh, let's annual see. Oh, balance.
0: Yeah. My average balance was $6,000.
3: So, I mean, if the average person has $6,000 in debt, yep. uh, Cre- just on credit a credit card. card.
0: Yeah. Just on a credit card, yeah, 2020 it, stat.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm getting at? Then you had, you know, cars and, and houses. And you know what? I wonder if a lot of that is the rental market. Maybe. So they don't consider, Maybe. those people don't have a mortgage. That's true. Yep. So they're
2: not considering debt. So that might offset it.
0: That's, that's a good point because a lot of people are actually renting. Yeah, it. but if
2: you look at it from this standpoint, I mean, if you're renting a place, you have to sign a lease. Yeah. Yep. So you technically are in debt for 13 months or 12, two years, it, whatever it may be. It doesn't count. You have to pay that lease. Yeah, but yeah. It, doesn't yep. it doesn't count towards that number. But, I mean, so really, you're, you're on the hook for that debt.
0: Yep. Yeah, You're going
2: to pay that $2,000 a month rent for the next two years.
3: Yeah, but when you go to buy a house, your uh, income to debt ratio, that doesn't count as nope. far as Correct. you it's know being in debt. Correct. So what else you got, Mike?
0: That was 8%. The average, it, the debt to income is 8% in the United States. That means 8% of your income is going towards debt you owe.
3: Well, wow. I mean, really,
0: what's poor in America? Yeah. I mean, it depends on where you live.
2: You know, I mean, I grew up on a, with a mom, a single mom raising five kids on welfare. And I could see just in the, just in the housing development that we lived in over the course of years where poverty changed. And I know yeah. that that's kind of a weird yeah. thing to say, but you could tell, like, you know, you started going in these, these apartments and people had flat screen TVs. They had nice furniture that yeah. we grew up in a shithole. You know, we had nothing. We had mixed match. I mean, I think our, our sofa and our chairs and our love seat with three different colors, mm-hmm. a green shag carpet and, you know, nicotine stains on the wall. I mean, well, you know, that just
3: attests to the consumerism aspect of it even more, you know, here, here you are below the poverty rate, which what is what do they consider? Twenty five thousand a year? I think
0: that's roughly the twenty five
3: thirty, yeah. Yeah. Between 25000 dollars a year. So you're below poverty the the what they consider poverty rate. Yet you've got matching furniture, you've got a flat screen TV, you've got a a car, a car and you've got six thousand dollars in debt and you've got, you know, so it's like like you were saying, the the what is poor. Mm-hmm.
2: Dude, My mom did not have a car until I was a senior in high school. Yeah, a senior in high school. Dang, we had to get rides my entire life. Did
3: you guys have a lot of uh, public transportation where you were at? I don't know.
2: Uh, we never. I mean, we never really used it. I mean, the bus, you know, was downtown and things like that. But no, I mean, my mom had to bum rides to go to the store. And I yeah. mean, she just didn't have a car. Okay. I mean, she couldn't afford. She couldn't afford to put gas in it. She couldn't afford the the insurance on it. She couldn't afford a payment on a car.
3: Yeah, that's nuts. But like I was getting at, that just shows you how powerful this whole consumerism ideology is. That here people are below the poverty rate, and they're still buying shit they don't need.
0: Yep. And and Ray, that leads into the other one. is 1.5 million a year declare bankruptcy.
3: 1.5 million. Yeah. There's what, 300 million?
0: Yeah. Well, in the... Yeah, I mean, in terms of the... Percentage, no, I'm, percentage just, I'm
3: just curious. Yeah, I was no. just... Kind yeah, of. but
2: going back to what we said, how many people own houses? I mean, there's yeah. 365 million Americans. Te- technically, those—that's women, children, and, and males. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many of those people actually own houses?
3: oh well, how many yeah. of them are even old enough to own a house?
2: Right. Mm, true. And so when you start, whittling that down, you start realizing. I mean, a, I mean, how that's many? How many people. Many, You had a statistic on foreclosures too. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, what
3: was that one? You know, I, I, and getting back to it. I, It just shows what a dangerous mindset this is because they're basically the, the banks and all of them are saying, Hey, get in debt, stay in debt because we're making a crap ton of money off of you. And they don't care about you and your living situation and what you're going through. As long as you make that minimum payment.
2: It reminds me of when I uh, bought my first car, I was in the, in the military. The car was $7,600. The interest rate I had in that car, a soldier in the United States Army, was 17.5%. Woo. Ouch. 17.5%. By the time I got done paying for that car, I paid over
0: $11,000 for
2: it. Oh, yes. man. Think they're not making money? Oh, they're making
0: oh, tons They're of making money. money. But to go back to your foreclosure, that's a good call, John. 2,000 U.S. prop I mean, sorry. 10,000 U.S. properties were in September of 2021, which is a 23% from the previous month. But the craziest thing, because of covid 106% from 2020. Oh, wow. so between COVID, the start of COVID and the towards of, you know, 2021, the middle of COVID hundred percent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, we're, it depends on where we're at now. It depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a hundred, you know, hundred and hundred over a hundred percent.
2: Well, because people wow. the, think about these contracts you signed, they're like 50 pages long.
0: Yep. Oh yeah.
2: You know why? Cause they're not worth the, the paper they're written on. Yeah. I mean, these, People have the mindset in America. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll sign for this. I'll sign for that. If I can't pay it, I'll just come take it.
3: Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, you know, if you've ever read that contract, if, if you've ever been out there and you and you have ever bought a house and you read the contract, you'll realize in some of that real tiny print, mm-hmm. at any point in time, the bank can come request full payment. payment.
0: That's crazy.
3: That means at any point in time, the bank reserves the right to take your house, basically, because... You know, no one's
0: paying that much money right up front. Right.
3: Which is absolutely insane.
0: Man, where's Daniel when we need him?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's called calling the loan.
2: But going back to what we were saying, though, you know, what does this constant need for consumption leave us? Where does it leave us?
1: Debt. (laughs) It leaves us empty.
3: Yeah. Yep. That's where it
2: leaves us. It leaves us empty.
3: Yeah. Because everything you
2: get gets old
3: and you want something new.
2: And, And as far as men, men go. And because it's a men's podcast. A lot of times we feel a lot of pressure to provide these certain things. It's not about putting shoes on your kids anymore. It's what kind of shoes you're putting on. them. It's not about what kind of not putting clothes in the back. It's what brand of clothes you putting on. them. You know, you know, that's, that's where it gets tricky. I mean, now you have to, because we've talked about this in this podcast so many other times too, is where branding has gotten so big in this country. It's like, if you don't have a certain brand, well then you're, you know, you, you're out there, man. You, you, You got problems. What do you mean you can't wear wear Nikes? You're poor.
3: Yeah, and and you know to be real, I think a lot of that too is that men use that as an excuse Mm. to avoid home, avoid responsibilities. I got to work to get you your Nikes. I got to work to get you, you know, Abercrombie. Yeah, your Abercrombie. I got to work. That's it exactly by avoiding their responsibilities at home. And I'm not saying all guys do this. I've done it. I, I've gone through it where I, you know, I got to work to get you what you want. I got to work to get you this. I got to work to buy you Nikes. I got to work to get you vans. I got to work to put you in a new car. You wanted a new house, you know, and it just feeds that consumerism. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and, and really when it's all said and done, it was bullshit. Cause once I asked my wife and I asked my kids and talked to them, it's like, what, what, you know, if I could get you anything, what would you want? And it was Time
0: your time yep
3: it was time more time. i don't know yeah. i think
1: it gives a man an excuse driven mentality well that yeah that's exactly because what you know you can say hey i'm doing this for you yeah mm-hmm. and but are you yeah that's a million dollars right bingo you're doing it for them no. or you're doing it for you doing it for yep. me
0: it, it brings me back to that old commercial i think i brought it up once in an episode it's like a, the guy's just doing you know happy life everything like that all of a sudden you just see him just looking at the camera and I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. And, like, yeah. family's doing everything that they want to do fun. And the guy's little, pretty much his life is ruined because he's put himself so much in debt trying to support his family and and be that, you know, hey, keeping up with the Joneses piece. He's a well,
3: sneeze away from losing it all.
0: Exactly. Well, and,
2: and here's the thing that men have to understand is, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again as bluntly as I possibly can. Nobody gives a shit. No. We sit here and we worry about, like you said, Putting up for the Joneses, the Joneses don't give a shit what's going on in your house. They do. not care about what's going on in their house. They don't care what you're driving. They care about what they're driving. They care about what house they're living in, what clothes they're wearing. I mean, if 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 we've done one thing in this country is is we've taught people to be very selfish. Yeah. Pri- prideful. Too. It's it's about me. What am I what do I got? I don't I don't care about what you got or what you ain't got. It's about what I got. I care about me. And it's a slippery slope, man, and it's dangerous. Yeah. And and
3: us as men. We need to stand up for our families and fight for them. We need to stand up and fight. We need to stand for something and quit buying into the consumerism. Because as long as we continue to buy into the consumerism, we're fleeing. We're running from the responsibilities. We're running from what our values. We're running from you know stuff like that. Our morals at times. A lot of times we forsake some of our morals for consumerism. Mm-hmm. A lot, a
1: lot of, a lot of times.
2: You know. So we we need to be willing to stand up. We and just fight for stuff. We, we just it. There you go. We just it. We make excuses why we're doing it because we can say, well, because I'm doing it for this, 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 and this. And the reality of it, it's just a cop out.
3: And Mike, Yo. did you have anything on um
0: student on loans? student loans? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that because a lot of people are thinking oh, I gotta go to school and I gotta get this degree and I have to do this, this, and this. So the one that I would say is like the well on, we got a bunch of stats on my eyeballs in front of me so the by the age they had the highest average of student loan debt is forty thousand dollars a little oh. over forty thousand dollars
3: right and then they're saying the yep. average the average <laughs> yeah. you know it's debt higher than is any ninety thousand
0: yeah and it's higher than any original loan that you have yeah so people feel like they have to go to school to be able to support their families and i mean I, i'll be the first to say my you know i my, my stepson made a big life decision he decided he didn't want to go into debt He may not, it may not have done it for that very reason, but he, I've talked to him, I've sat down with him and he said, you know, I'm so glad I'm not going to have to say, I mean, right now he has to pay his, his one quarter or two quarters of school. He did, but you know, he, he, he learned, uh, he learned it. He's like, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. Well, why go to school for something? I don't know. I'm going to, I know what I'm going to do. Why go into debt just to play lacrosse? Right.
2: Well, and the, the problem is there's not enough conversations, that are going on in in the four walls of people's homes with your children, we buy into this lie of you got to go to college, got to go to college, got to go to college, and that's all great, but you better have a plan of what you're going to go to college for.
0: Exactly. exactly,
2: you know, and you need to understand, okay, if I spend this much money, I'm going to make this much money. It's going to be worth spending that much money, right? And what you find is a lot of these it's kids, go, these kids <laughs> just go to college just to say they're going to college, and they don't right. have any. Or they do they
1: it did. to appease the parents because. Right. Yeah, I, I, um, true. I've had those, I'm going to be transparent. I've had those discussions with Tina because she's old fashioned. Yeah, She's like, you need to go to school. You yeah. need to go to school. You, you, you know, be somebody, go to school.
3: You know, here, here's my, here's my thinking. My, my take on it is that you do need to go to school, but not everybody needs to go to college. You
0: need to go to high school.
3: There's high school. There's vocational school. Mm-hmm. There, there's good, all right? kinds of very specific trade, trade oriented educations. Yep. I knew when I was younger that I wasn't going to college. I knew that that wasn't for me.
2: Shit, I barely made it out of high
0: school. What are You talking about? You <laughs> weren't going to vol- but you, volleyball hey,
3: You basically went to a trade school. You went to the military. Yeah. Well, I that, mean, that's that's, a, that's for, basically uh, a trade school right there.
2: Well, I was also the, high, the school of hard knocks, working construction for Archie for four or five years. <laughs> there you go. That taught me real quick what I didn't want to do. I can tell you that much. Well, there you go. And, and
3: you know what? If you... If you go to a trade school and learn that, damn, this is hard. I better get my ass in college. Then then you go to college.
2: Yeah, we don't consume just to consume. Bingo. I mean, it makes no sense. I mean, we're sitting there throwing good money after bad in this country. I mean, every time you turn around, our answer for something is to buy something, to, to buy your way out of it, to, you know, put a price tag on it, or to, you need this. If you want to be thin, take this pill. If you want to be fast, take this pill. If you want to have less anxiety, take this pill. If you want to look good, buy these clothes. If you want to have friends, you know, drive this car. If you, if you really love your wife, you'll buy this diamond. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And we've bought into this lie of consumerism. And at the end of the day, men, we have to say, make a stand as men to say enough's enough with this bullshit. I mean, and the problem is whether we realize it or not, we're feeding this lie to our children. You know, they're sitting there watching us. What are we doing? How does dad respond? What does dad do when a problem comes around? Does he throw money at it? Does he find solutions? Does he, what does he do? Is, 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 his, is your whole life based upon what you have rather than who you are? I mean, this is some tough questions we really got to ask ourselves. I mean, do we find our value in possessions? And most Americans do. It's sad, but it's the truth. We get up every day you know, I had this conversation a lot with my brother. It's like, we get up every day, we work a job 40, 50, 60 hours a week just so we can buy more shit. The same shit you're tripping over in your garage and you're selling in garage sales for a fraction of the cost you paid for them. And then once you sell it, you see a garage sale going on down the street and you walk down there to buy more shit. It makes, what are we doing? We just consume, 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 consume. And at the end of the day, you know what ends up happening, man? we still end up the same way we started, empty. We end up empty because we're not filling ourselves with the right things, with principles and values and morals and ethics. We're not standing our, standing our ground firm in the things that we believe in and focusing on pouring knowledge, intelligent, integrity, wisdom, discernment into our children. Your children don't need the shit you can buy. They can what they need is the stuff that only you can give them as a father. Same thing with your spouse. At the end of the day, we have a choice to make. Is it all about what I can get? Or does it really come down to this real simple question? Was it all about what I can give? Because when you do that, my friends, well hell, that's where the rubber meets the road.